0: I'm Dr Renee White and this is The Science of Motherhood. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of The Science of Motherhood. I am your host, Dr Renee White. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today is one of our Check-in Tuesday episodes. This is where it's a bit of a short episode where I check in with everyone and I talk about Some of the things that have been going on in my life, whether it be parenthood or mothering or motherhood or diet. But today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about journaling and self care. This is something that I recently wrote about in our FYC Village email. If you are new to this, then pop over to our website, iFillYourCup.com. And you can see in one of the top tabs, it says FYC Village. And there's a little button that says Join the FYC Village. And so, with that, it's free to do. We are not going to spam you (laughs) with crazy stuff. But each Sunday around seven o'clock, I send through an email about what's been going on, maybe the latest research. Um, on something to do with conception or birth or pregnancy or motherhood um, or it could be a bit of a a bit of a memoir or something that's been going on in my life that I like to share with other mums it might be my new favorite recipe it might be something that I've recently discovered so for example Recently, I discovered that you could put your mortgage on pause or reduce your mortgage repayments if you're on parental leave. Little, little pockets of gold that I have found out about that week. So, if you want to join up to our FYC village and receive some of those emails, then pop over to our website, ifillyourcup.com. And then you can see the FYC village tab up there. And we also include obviously some village exclusive discounts or specials that we've got with our FYC products, which include our dark chocolate goji lactation cookie mix, or our dal mix or our postpartum sits. And even last month, we had a special on our in-home postpartum doula care which was very exciting. Thank you to those who participated in that. But in today's episode I wanted to talk to you about something that I have been working on for the past I would say 4 to 5 months. I've really made it an intentional focus of of my life. And I'm trying to think if there was like you know last row of the camel's back or a catalyst for this. but i I honestly don't I don't think that there was a single event. I think you know in most things in your life, it's that compounding effect of I don't feel good physically or mentally. It's starting to, I guess, affect my mood. It's affecting my parenting, it's affecting how I turn up in my relationship with my husband and so, you know, when things aren't good with yourself, I am a firm believer that the only person who can quote-unquote fix that is you. You cannot rely on other people to do it and so if you are a long-time listener, you will know that I'm a huge advocate for resolving mental health issues. I'm very, very open about the fact that I have had a psychologist on and off throughout the last 12 years of my life. I'm not ashamed to talk about that at all because I believe that if, you know, if you're a human, then you're most likely going to have a mental health challenge at some stage in your life. And, I think it's akin to, you know, if we've busted our knee, we'll go and see a medical doctor and we'll go and seek treatment for that. If our mental health is affecting us, then it is best to engage with a professional. And so I recently spoke about the fact that I had checked back in with my psychologist, which I do often, and I like to call it getting a tune-up, So, think of it like taking your car in for a tune up every six or 12 months, whatever that looks like for you. And, you know, you get the oil changed and the tires realigned and, you know, the windscreen wipers, (laughs) like the blades. You get new ones of those. To me, it's the same philosophy as it is with my psychologist. I could be having. a spate of like two or three years and I won't actually see her. But if I feel like I'm going off the rails a bit, I check back in, we have probably three or four sessions and then I'm back on track again. And I can do that because I have put the hard work in many, 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 many years ago. Um, it, was a, it was a lot of exhausting work, okay, but because I have this kind of solid foundation I can leverage off this and I only require a small tune-up to kind of get my tyres realigned and oil changed, if you know what I mean. But along with that, seeing a psychologist, I wanted to share with you a couple of other things that have really made a difference in my life. And again, it comes back to that initial thing that I was talking about. It's that intentional... Acts of self-care which have been life-changing for me um, at the moment. So as I said, the first one is my psychologist. So in terms of psychological support, I've got a psychologist who assists me through specific emotions and triggers and, and understanding where those triggers have originated from has been fundamental to you know, my life. And one of the things that I love about seeing her is that intimate relationship that you kind of build with them. It's like we've never stopped talking. And we know from the research that one of the fundamental things that a mother requires in postpartum is psychological care, but also the ability to share experiences. And so when I speak with her, she validates and normalises the feelings and experiences that I have. And when I experience particular emotions in a situation, she always has this beautiful insight in communicating why I felt specific emotions. And I think that that I'm definitely a why person because once I understand the why, it makes it much easier to be able to, I guess, cut those, triggers off as soon as I start to kind of feel those emotions rise up. And so, you know, this feeling of normalising a person's experience crops up a lot during motherhood. And, you know, it's a space where normalising emotions and having an opportunity to be heard is fundamental to thriving. It's absolutely fundamental. Over the years, and, and particularly in the Western society, I believe that we have lost our village. That is why, we have formed to Fill Your Cup. We've lost our reference to matrescence, which is, you know, that journey from becoming a maiden to a mother and raising children. So more often than not, we're left thinking that we are alone in our experiences and whatever is happening and that it's only happening to us. So when we get the opportunity to share our experiences and learn from one another, and have someone on the outside looking in normalizing the events in our life this becomes a very very important appropriation of the role of a mother and I think that a psychologist is beautiful at filling that you can you know if you can also seek that assistance with mother's groups and you know a, a beautiful village of of people around you but for me that's what I leverage from my psychologist. So that's number one kind of of active self-care. The second one for me is exercise. One of the things that I just really suffered with in COVID lockdown when I lived in Melbourne was the two years of no gym access. And whilst Whilst I, you know, tried my best to continue doing physical activity as much as we possibly could, you know, it was a lot of I guess online exercise workouts with Tifxo and Peloton and things like that. Don't don't be shy. I cannot actually afford a Peloton bike. I just <laughs> just did like their regular home workouts, so let's clear that one up. But it wasn't about doing it at home because that was kind of fine, but for me, exercise was me being removed from the house, me being able to go to a gym and, you know, be able to focus solely on myself. And I guess the third arm of that is I was doing group classes. And so, I loved the fact that I was interacting with other people in my gym community. And so, connecting with those people was like the cherry on top. So, That is something that I started doing at the end of last year. I invested, and this is all an investment, I have to say. This is an investment in my health, physical, mental, and emotional. And, you know, we have had to prioritize other things or they've gone down the list in order for me to engage with this type of self-care. But honestly, it is an investment in yourself. And I personally believe that it's worth it. So, I got a personal trainer at one at my beautiful gym here in Tasmania, art gym, and I have Eilish kid who is just phenomenal. Like this woman listens to me. She understands the physiology of a woman's body. You know, for example, I'll turn up and say, I'm just really not feeling it today. My period's really heavy. I just like, I just don't have the energy and she will be able to create a workout where I'm just in maintenance phase. Instead of pushing me too far, she is still making me exercise, but understanding where I am in terms of my psychology and my physical state. Having said that though, she absolutely kills me (laughs) every other time and She makes me do these awful things in the last 10 minutes of every workout, which I whinge about at the time, but I do love her. So exercise has been fundamental. That's number two. The third thing that I've integrated is, I guess, and I kind of look at them as overall acts of self-care, but things like infrared sauna and massage. So... I guess a little word on saunas. I'm not the type to enjoy high levels of humidity (laughs) and so they've never really appealed to me but the infrared sauna is a game changer. It's a dry heat. It's an opportunity for you to just sit for 30 minutes. You cannot have any technology in there because it's like 65 degrees so your phone is not going to survive that. Um, You can bring a book in and I have tried that but Um, you're just really sweaty. So the pages start to like get a little bit um, wet, you could say. But what I really use it for is for that muscle relaxation after exercise. So I might do it the day of or the day after a really intensive kind of workout. But if I'm stressed and I've got a lot going on, I feel like I'm running at a million miles an hour, I'll book in an infrared sauna session. Because Fundamentally, it's been an amazing opportunity for me to pause and reflect because I just sit in there for 30 minutes with my thoughts and I get to process and slow down and just be with myself and have time for self-reflection. And I love a massage. Like who doesn't love a massage? I just absolutely love a massage. And my favourite, like if I were doing shout-outs, my favourite place for sauna and massage is White Sage in Hobart. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. And, like, I would just go for the recovery lounge. Like the lounge there is just phenomenal. Megan and the team at White Sage are... Second to none. They and they do amazing facials as well. So if we're doing little shout-outs, White Sage is my preference here in Hobart. So that's number three, kind of acts of self-care. And the fourth one, which, oh man, I have been, I've been dabbling in this so often. This is this is the new kid on the block for me, and it's journaling. And I have tried this practice so many times and I've never been able to keep the consistency there. And I love using this as like a time for reflection and goal setting, but could never stick to it. And then I came across a wonderful individual through my business coach, Fiona Kalaki. Thank you. Thank you. I found Dr. Marion Piper. Now, for those who are thinking, wow, that name seems really familiar, you may remember her from a podcast episode. She's on episode 44, where we spoke about post-traumatic growth and motherhood. So, Marion is also a creativity coach and a long-life journaler, and she recently started some journaling workshops called The Expression Session and she's got these awesome cards which you can buy and they're journaling cards because i don't know about you but i always found that like i would open my journal and then i'd be like okay that's a really blank page where do i start and so marion has created these beautiful kind of they look like um this it's kind of like a deck of cards it's the size of a deck of cards and You just pick one out and there's a question and you answer it. That's where you start. So it gives you this starting point. And I feel like that's the hardest part, just starting, because once the pen starts flowing, your brain and your hand just take off. And it's been such a beautiful opportunity to get thoughts and feelings and emotions and goals on paper. And I have to say, I have been doing it for a couple of months now, like really intentionally doing it a couple of months now. And my focus is to do it two to three times a week. And I have discovered a few fundamental things about the way I think, the way I do things, whether it's in my personal life, the decision-making that I perform. And I would even say that it's kind of possibly cheaper than a psychologist. And I'm going to share with you one of the fundamental themes that Marion taught us in this workshop. And that is intent. The intent to set a minimum number of times you will journal each week. And if you're going to have a break, which you will, that was one of the things I loved about Marion. She's like, this is not going to be perfect road. You are going to have... Spates of being able to be consistent and then need to have a break but the most important thing is the intent the intention and so if you're going to have a break have the intent and write down when you will begin again and another great piece of advice was accountability so similar to you know going to a gym you get a journal buddy or you declare that you are a journaler to someone So with that, I have declared that I'm doing a minimum two entries a week and this is going to become part of my life practice in order to keep my mental health in check. So as a recap, in terms of self-care, the things that I am doing, one I have engaged a psychologist to help me support me from a professional perspective and be able to tap into those specific emotions and triggers and the origins of those things. And I guess validating and normalizing the feelings that I'm having. The second one is exercise, physical health. You know, I wanted to lose weight, but equally I wanted to become a stronger person than what I am. And I'm just that type of person who, whilst I can join classes and I can join a gym, when you have the accountability of a personal trainer, it is for me a game changer. It is that person who is your cheerleader. It's the ability to turn up and not have to think about it. It's that person who I can check in with and go, you know, I'm not feeling great or I'm ready to rock and roll. And she just modifies the workout accordingly acts of self-care, like dive into that, infrared saunas and engaging in more massages. That's absolutely number three. And four, journaling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Marion Piper for your wonderful insights into journaling. I highly recommend if you want to start journaling, get onto da- Dr. Marion Piper's website, and look up one of those journaling workshops or grab those expression session cards they have just been so so useful and i have to say i have been doing a minimum two entries a week so i am so excited that this is becoming a very consistent practice of self-care and i just feel so much better for it and i have had Assume, you know, quite stressful personal challenges this year. But as long as I stayed consistent with those four things over the days and weeks and months, I have been able to manage and cope with a lot of stuff that, you know, this time last year I would have crumbled with. So I hope you can integrate maybe one, two or three or four of those things into your life and start seeing the change that you truly deserve to help you get back on the road in terms of your physical, mental and emotional recovery. All right then, until next week, bye!